Hey guys, it's Kyle, and welcome to the Art of Messing Up podcast. Today, we sit down with Elijah Watts. We talk to him about his journey, his struggles, what he's been through, and where he's at now, and what is ahead for him. It's a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Here's episode two of the Art of Messing Up. Hey guys, I'm sitting down with Elijah Watts. He's here to tell his story. Hey, Elijah. Hey, man. What's up? How are you? I'm good. So you're on this podcast to kind of share your story and where you're at today. Um, so kind of bring us through like, the, I guess, the beginning and how that looked. Okay, cool. You just want me to start from like before everything happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sure. Okay, gotcha. So um, I first started, uh, first started out my story, basically living in this apartment. I lived there with my dad. It was uh, just me paying the rent. Um, it was my first ever apartment. I was super stoked to get it. And I had, it was my first time moving out, living with somebody else. How old were you? Uh, I was probably like 20. I had lived, uh, like moved out of my parents' house when I was like 18, but, um, I still lived like renting rooms and stuff. You know, I, I never had my own place. Yeah. So me and my dad are like brothers. We're not even like father, son. It's, it's kind of a weird dynamic, but anyways, yeah, we lived there together. Um, and it was just me paying the bills. I would work full time. And then I had a couple odd jobs here and there too to like help pay the bills. And um, this kind of happened around January, February, March, April, May, somewhere around like May. Um, the months started getting pretty hot, you know, like the hottest month of the year, like May, April, May through August, October kind of. Yeah. Um, those months were the hottest months of the year. My AC broke down in my apartment. So it got like incredibly, incredibly hot, like hotter, excuse my language, hot as hell, you know, Yeah, <laughs> it got so hot in here. So, um, I looked up like what were my options were? Cause I had emailed my apartment complex a few times to try to get them to fix it. And they just hadn't gotten back to me and I was kind of getting fed up with it. So I looked up my options and a quick Google search told me that I could, uh, withhold rent. Um, which wasn't a good idea in the long run. But um, so I told him, I said, hey, uh, actually, I called him. I said, hey, I'm going to hold my rent. I'm not going to pay until you guys fix my AC unit. And they said, um, you can't do that. And I said, well, I looked it up. Yes, I can. So which actually I did look into it again after this whole fiasco. And you are allowed to do that. But I'll, I'll get into why that the bad things happened. Um, so I withhold I withheld rent for a few months probably about four months. And then all of a sudden I get this notice from them that I'm being summoned to court because I was being sued. What was that like? What was that like getting that letter in the mail? You know, what was weird. It was almost like a rush, like, Oh yeah, let's do this. Like something's happening finally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so naive, man. Like I was just like a young, dumb kid. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, so yeah, I got the summons, um, ended up going to court and I gave all the evidence that I had. I had some videos of it being over a hundred degrees inside of my apartment at night. Like it was, I slept outside on the balcony a few you nights. You can't because sleep of, in that environment if dude, it's not hot. No way. It, it was ridiculous. Like, so what I looked up online was it said, if your apartment is in unlivable conditions, you're allowed to withhold rent until it's fixed, which, That's which that was. condition. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I slept outside on the balcony because it was so hot. Like it, it was unbearable. I bought like five fans, AC units. It was crazy. So anyways, um, I did that. And then uh, we went to court. Um, they ended up bringing in this AC guy 
who claimed he fixed it, which obviously never did. I was dying in there. I was getting cooked alive. Um, they forged some documents. They basically just lied to the judge and said that they had it fixed right when I first emailed them. Um, and then they had the documents to prove it and stuff. So I ended up losing. Um, we formed a stipulation basically so that I didn't uh, get a strike on my credit or anything, but I had to pay them out everything. So I paid them out over $10,000 because I lost the case. I had to pay them out all the money back that I owed them for the apartment um, and then some. So it was like bad, lost everything. All the money I had saved up, gone. And so uh, my dad moved into his girlfriend's house and then I moved into my car because I didn't have anywhere else to go. So okay. fast forward, me living in my car. Um, this happened in December of 2019. That's when it started. That's when I finally lost the apartment. Um, fast forward a little bit to like around February. That's when the pandemic hit, right? Like yeah. hard. Where, where you live, by the way? I'm in Jersey. Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in California. So, um, when the pandemic hit, it hit LA pretty hard. Like that's where I was based out of. Yeah. And so, um, the worst part was there was no, like no more parties or anything like that. And I'm There's not nothing. a party guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look like one, but I'm not, I'm not a party yeah. guy, but the job that I worked, um, I set up parties. That was my job. Got and it. So I lost it. Boom. Gone. No yeah. more job for me. Couldn't even file for unemployment because it was a gig work. So it was based on, yeah. Yeah. It was W9. Yeah, exactly. It was W9, not W2. So I couldn't get unemployment. So I literally had no money, no job, nowhere to live, nowhere to go. Couldn't even shower anywhere. It was like, oh. it was bad. Yeah. Cause everything is shut down. Everything. Yeah. It was really bad. So, um, I, I put my head down, uh, started applying for jobs anywhere and everywhere I could, which is hard to do living out of your car because you, you got, you know, you're showing up looking like you're homeless yeah. <laughs> and it's not good. So I figured I had to start conducting myself a certain way. So I started buying a bunch of uh, like water bottles and stuff and I would shower in like the Walmart parking lot. I would just get into some swim trunks, pour water all over myself, shower up, rinse off doing that. Yeah. And then I would go apply for jobs. Um. And so I finally got this job from uh, my cousin hooked me up with it. He was working for this moving company. And so I got hooked up with that. Didn't even have to interview for it. Just showed up and started working. It was great. I started saving up a bunch of money um, and I had, you know, a few thousand dollars. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. I can like move into a place again. And my cousin was like, yo, I got this job opportunity out in Nevada. Let's go. I'm like, let's do it. So we get this apartment out there, moved in together for three months. Did not work. <laughs> Didn't make any money. It was bad. Yeah. Lost it all. Um, and then I moved back out to California, um, you know, still in the pandemic. What month was this that you went back to California? Um, let's see. I probably moved back. It was before October. Okay. So it was it was in like September ish, somewhere around there. And where was your head at? Like moving in with your cousin, like and just kind of going for it. Dude, I was like, I got nothing to lose. Like I'm homeless, bro. Like I need a place to live. Like, let's do this. <laughs> you it know? just seemed like the perfect opportunity at the time. Exactly. It's exactly what it was. And I'm glad that I did it because like, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't gone there and like lived there because, you know, I, I still didn't have anywhere to shower and stuff. There was still no place for you to go. Yeah. I didn't have anywhere to go. There was no home base. Like yeah. living in your car, it seems like, oh, this is cool. And you see like all the influencers posting about it and stuff, but it was not a good a grand experience you know sometimes it was cool because i could go wherever i wanted but it wasn't like there were there's probably really hard times where like you were by yourself and yeah it was not like you had a bed to sleep in it was you were 
put back your car seat and that's how you exactly slept. exactly that's no the, way of living yeah the biggest part of there the worst part about it was i think like the loneliness you don't have anyone to come home to and i'm sure you probably feel the same way you're on your own right yeah it's it's definitely different being on your own because you don't have someone to go home to yeah, yeah yeah you don't have anybody to talk to and stuff like that like you the best part about coming home after you know a long day of work or doing something is like you have somebody to come home and like vent to vent to you know yeah tell That's them the about your thing. day and exactly interact with other than either customers at work or just at work doing your job exactly that's yeah. what i'm saying and everyone at my job is an imbecile they're all just meatheads <laughs> just just there to work yeah um there's no intellectual conversations to be had but i uh, where, where was i you are moving back to california uh after oh. your cousin didn't work out that's right okay so fast forward moving back to california um I was just going to go back and work for that moving company, but my whole, my whole entire life, I've always wanted to be, I don't know the right way to say it important. Like I've always wanted to, you you were looking for that validation. Yes. Yes. I've always wanted like, and and the validation that I, that I want or was looking for, I think comes from uh, like I seeing youtubers or movie stars like i want that you know at this time did you have like a youtube channel were you on any social what platforms were you on and what did that look like so i've been doing youtube since i was like 11 okay Um, been doing it my whole life it's just never amounted to anything i mean i I had a tiktok but i posted now and then everything i had all the social medias but like i've never gotten a break in social media nothing was coming of it at the time but Never. you were still keeping at it. There was still consistency in what you were posting. Yeah. I mean, slight consistency. There would be hiccups here and there, but okay. I like, I never gave up on it. That was my dream. And that's what I wanted to do. So my friend calls me with this opportunity to work for these YouTubers out in LA, which is two hours away from where I was based out of. Um, Cause I was staying uh, near my hometown basically. So it was two hours away. So I would drive there and then I would drive back to my hometown. Um, and it's a long commute every day. Yeah. It was, Two hours there, two hours back. That's so a four-hour commute to work every day. Yes. And plus, was... if you're going to LA, you're hitting traffic. Yeah. Which, the, from what I, I hear, LA traffic sucks. Dude, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Is Jersey bad? Jersey? No, it's it's not terrible. Um, it's you get it from the city. You get floods from the city, uh, uh, and during the summer, going down the shore uh, is what sense. sucks. Yeah. So it yeah, it's probably not all the time though, right? No. No. Okay, that's good. Yeah, LA is like constant traffic but actually during the pandemic it was, it's not as bad that's something um, yeah that there's a plus side to it <laughs> so what was it like kind of moving into this new experience working for these youtubers so they're creators they have they have a platform that they're on they have a following this mm-hmm. is how they're making money what was it like going in and working for them um it was kind of nerve-wracking i'd never done anything like that before like i you know i have my own youtube experience doing it for myself yeah. But then having to like kind of take the sideline and just like do the work for them to like reap all the benefits. Not so that what, what were you doing? Were you, you were like an assistant to them? Yeah, I did everything. Literally so editing, everything. posting. Except for that. The only thing I didn't do was edit. Okay. Yeah. So what, what were you, what were some of your responsibilities while you were with them? Oh man. Um, come up with video ideas, uh, set them up, plan when we do them, get all the stuff we need for them put all the equipment together, film so you were really like a producer for them. Yes. I did everything. Okay. Like it and was, did you, you didn't like doing all that kind of stuff. 
I, I, you know what? I wouldn't have minded, but I was, the pay was not worth it. I was, okay. I was making minimum wage. Okay. Was, yeah. No, you can't, not when you're, not when you're doing full-time stuff like that. That's, no. it's a, I don't think people realize how much work goes into posting, editing, like everything yeah. that being a content creator is like, like people are like, oh, that's easy. I can do it. But you have to come up with things you need. A, there's a consistent, there's a level of consistency that needs to be had in mm-hmm. order to maintain your following and coming up with the new ideas, like you said. So it's not, it's not, it's not easy. And plus you had a four hour commute making minimum wage probably wasn't the best either. No. And the the crazy thing is, I don't know why I did the commute. I just felt like comfortable in my hometown. That's why I kept going there. So eventually I was like, okay, I can't afford this. So I started staying in my car down there. And then my boss was like, Hey, if you want, you can come sleep in the house a couple, couple days out of the week. So I spent the night there one or two days out of the week. Sometimes I would shower there. So that was a good plus to it, but it, it was like a movie set, man. Like it was, it was like a movie set and I was doing all the work. I told him multiple times, like I'm just feeling overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And that was that. yeah, but anyways, I ended up quitting after some stuff went down. Um, if you want to get into that, we can, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, my boss who, whose name is Corey, um, he ended up getting COVID and there was a lot of stuff that led up to this. This okay. isn't just, this is like the tip of the iceberg, but he ended up getting COVID and he quarantined for two weeks. So, okay. In those two weeks, I ended up um, not having any work. He didn't give me anything to do during that. Yeah. So I was off work for two weeks. I'm assuming um, he's the talent. Like he's the one that you're filming. Yeah. Like it's just Corey that you're that is in front of the yeah. camera. Okay. Right. So yeah, you've lost that. Yeah. So I lost that. But like even then, I feel like there was work that he could have given me. Like, hey, put all the stuff together, plan some videos, something like that. He didn't give me anything. Yeah. Um. So I ended up texting him like, hey, when should I come back to work? Or maybe he texted me. I can't remember. But um, we ended up planning on a Monday and I was going to come back a week. So three weeks after he got COVID, I plan on coming back on that Monday. So I ended up driving to work two hours. I get there. I bring him a donut um, because I stopped and grabbed some food. I show up and he's not there. And there's um, a couple other employees that work for like the other channel there okay and they're like oh yeah he's on vacation with his girlfriend and i was like what like, yeah. are you serious i just drove all the way here and he didn't text me nothing like that so i was like that i quit like i'm done that's You're crazy done. yeah so i drove all the way back sent him a text said hey i appreciate everything but i'm gonna have to move on man and then he basically said um like dang that really sucks uh i wish you would have told me sooner um but if you want to talk we can talk and i said yeah definitely hit me up and we can talk and then a week later, he made a video trying to like say, oh, he quit on me like while I was on vacation. I told him I was on vacation, kind of made up some lies. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, that whole thing happened. Um, I ended up going back to the moving job. Okay. Um, and this was about I quit in December, uh, like end of December or like very beginning of January. And then immediately went and started working for the moving company. And I uh, started saving up money, got myself out of debt, saved up as much as I could. And then I got this place. So I'm now current. We moved into a room. Boom. Oh, and the, when I started working there, I started, that's when I started getting some traction on TikTok. So Got it. So, yeah. so at this time, December is when you really started getting bigger into TikTok. You had mm-hmm. what one, one thing go, went off, one video yeah. went off. Well, it was in uh, October actually is when it started. I, I posted like a video I've posted stuff on YouTube before about how I lived in my car and it never blew up. I never, ever thought it would like 
get me to where I'm at right now. I just yeah. was posting it because it was what was happening in my life. And that's what I've always done. I just post what's going on. And so yeah. I, I post this video. Hey, this is what I eat while I live in my car. Yeah. Blue it was up. basically your routine of what literally it, got it. Yeah. All right. Hold on one second. We're going to be right back. We're just going to check from our sponsors. Hey guys, it's Kyle. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Anchor is free and also provides you with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And get this, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other streaming platforms, making it super easy for your listeners to hear. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So we're back with Elijah Watin and we are talking about his journey and where he's at now. Uh, so you get into TikTok, you have this video go off and then you get this place. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Uh, surreal kind of. I, I, like, I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's it's so weird going from literally nothing. And then the very next day, like I have a place, you yeah. know, like, Oh, well it wasn't just the very next day. Like it built up, but it was, was a build sleeping up in there, my car. But yeah. yeah, it went from overnight. Your whole environment changed. Literally, literally like I overnight because, uh, well, it took a long time to build up obviously the, the amount of money to get the place. But yeah. this day, you know, on a Tuesday, I'm, I'm sitting here sleeping in my car. And then on Wednesday, I'm finally allowed to move in. I moved into this place. Dude, sleeping on a bed after a year was like, I couldn't sleep. Best feeling ever. Well, no, I couldn't sleep. It felt good at first, but then I I, like, I couldn't sleep because I was so used to sleeping. Like, I wish I could show you, but like I was, when I sleep, I sit down basically. You're sitting in a car like this. Yeah. I'm leaning back. Yeah. So my back is in constant pain. Sleeping on a bed. It just felt like it didn't feel normal. Because you have to think about it. Like you were sleeping in your car for how long at this point? Like, yeah. Like over was, a year. I was about to say, it must have been over a year that you've been in your car, not really having a bed to sleep on mm-hmm. unless you were at work. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it was crazy. But I, I mean, I, I'm so grateful to to be here in this spot now. Like it means the world to me. So what's like the biggest thing that you've learned um, from this whole experience from moving out from your father's, moving out from your father's place that you guys had together to going into your car from then going into a car to your cousins to back to your car. And now here you are in this awesome apartment that you got. What that is was that? a good, that was a good abridged version. <laughs> what is that like? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what to say to that. It's just like, I feel like I just learned persistence and like all it did was just increase my work ethic. How'd you keep motivated? How'd I keep motivated? Um, I, I learned this a, a long time ago. It was basically um, find out what your why is. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but basically you just figure out like what it is you want to do and why. Like why the hell do you want to do it? So then my question to you, I'm going to flip that back on you. What mm-hmm. is your why? My why is I actually was just I was streaming earlier today. I was talking about this. My why is my family's been poor my whole life. We grew up severely in severe poverty. Okay. I want to change that. I want to make my family 
my current family wealthy. I want to create generational wealth. And that's just like, you know, the tip of the iceberg. I, there's a lot yeah. of other things I want to do with that wealth, but people say money can't buy you happiness. I think that's true for some people, but I telling you right now, when I have money, I am sure as hell way more happy than when I am poor. There's pro yeah, there's probably a lot of the things that you don't have to worry about, like sleeping in your car. You have a place to like, there's, there's definitely something to be said about having money and being able to kind of lean back on that at Mm -hmm. times. Maybe it doesn't buy happiness, but it makes you less stressed out. And when you're less stressed, you're more happy. So exactly. Exactly. What was that like kind of growing up in that, in that poverty? Um, it was weird, dude. Like I, I didn't know we were super poor as a kid. Like okay. I grow like when I got a little bit older, I kind of realized it. So around like around like 11, 12 ish, I started kind of realizing like, damn, we're poor. But like when I was, what, like five what or was six, that? What was that moment that, that it clicked that you're like, Oh, we're poor. It's a good question. Um, so I, every year I work for this Christmas tree lot with my dad. We go there okay. every single year. It's family tradition. We've done it. I've, I've been going there since I was a newborn baby. So I was probably, I don't know, I could have been 10 or 11. I'm not sure. But I remember um, I had saved up all the money that I made. I didn't get paid anything from the job, but I just worked for tips. So I'd okay. go like put people's trees on their cars and stuff like that. And they would tip me. I saved up like two or three hundred dollars. I was so stoked. 11 years old. and like, oh, I'm going to buy so much stuff. So many Pokemon cards. Yeah. Should have done that instead of what I did with it because I would be rich. Um. But I, I remember I, I saw my dad um, sitting down on the couch and he just like he had his hand on his head like this and he was just like super stressed out. And I just went up and I, like, I asked him what was wrong. And he like looked at me and I could just tell he was like devastated. And he was just saying, like, um, I think we're going to have to have Christmas later this year. And that like in my head, I was like, oh, like that's when it clicked. Like he doesn't have money to get presents. And so I took the money that I, that I made and I hid it in his sock drawer. He probably knows that I did this, but I hid it in his sock drawer. Yeah. And then we, we had Christmas cause, cause I did that. Um, Ooh, gotta not cry right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like probably the moment that I, that I really realized like, like we're super poor. And looking back on that now, what's like the biggest thing that you learned from that like experience of like going from working with your father and then realizing having that moment of realization, what's like the biggest thing that you learned from that? Taught me the value of a dollar. Yeah. Like definitely just taught me the value of a dollar. Like there's, there, there's ways to do stuff without money, but like at the end of the day, cash is king and just, it taught me it's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's extremely important. And what, like, looking back on, like, that now, right, if mm-hmm. there's, like, would you change anything from your whole experience that you've had so far and your whole, not I guess, thing. journey? Not a not I don't think I'd be where I am right now if if I changed anything. Like, maybe if I could go back in time and tell myself, like, hey, if you do this, you will be rich. Yeah. Buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then yes, but other than that, no. And what does your relationship look like with your family today? Um, it's good. It's solid. I don't have any issues with anybody. Um, I still talk to my family at least a couple times a week. I know everybody likes to do it every day, but like we talk to each yeah. other like maybe once a week. You have, you have time to catch up about things then. Yeah, exactly. You have something to talk about. And you said your dad is like your brother. Yeah. And not really. Your, what does that look like now? Like you see him a lot? You. Mm, I see him maybe 
once every other month like we we see each okay. other pretty rarely because we're both pretty busy guys yeah but um i mean we it's kind of sad we should see each other more because he only lives like probably an hour away okay but yeah we're, we're both just constantly working so it's kind of hard and so now being in this new apartment what does life look like for you now what are what do you have going on for you um well i've only been here for a few days but so far i've just been trying to get all this stuff together i started streaming on twitch again which has been really fun like somebody donated um i don't know if you know anything about twitch but they they donated yeah. um 100 subs to me which was that's crazy. amazing yeah it was nuts so yeah i started streaming on twitch again um i'm gonna start up youtube again because i took a little break from it because it was really hard making videos while living yeah. in my car but yeah that's pretty much an average day for me still work yeah you're still with like the moving company and working for them and yeah. So I just do that part-time everything else. Like I'm putting all of my energy into social media. Like I just, this has to work. So it's your, this is your plan. This is your goal. Yeah. And if you can give any advice to someone that wants to become a creator, become a content creator, what would, what would be your number one piece of advice for them? Consistency is key. Okay. I, I feel like if, uh, like I've been doing this since I was 11, but I've never been consistent just for like putting my head down and just like, I'm doing this, you know, I've always been like kind of attacking it just from like a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. I should have just put my all into it. And I feel like it would have blew up when, when I finally did do that, like something happened. So consistency is key. Yeah. And are you happy at where you're at now? I'm very happy where I am, but I'm not content. You want to, you want, you want more. Yeah. I mean, Go that's, that's the, the greed of man, right? Always yeah. wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> And does it ever come to a point of like, I'm happy where I'm at right now? Like, does that make sense? Do you know yeah. what I'm, do you know what I'm asking? Are you asking like where, where I'll finally be like, okay, I'm cool here. Like in this moment, because you're not out of your car, like, are you happy for that? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely happy. Like I'm, like I said, like I'm very happy where I'm at in my life. I'm just not content. I just want like, I want to get to that next level, but I mean, hopefully I'm never like, Hopefully I never get to the next level because then I'll stop pushing. <laughs> and what has the reaction been from your fans? Uh, of me moving in? Of everything, of your whole, this, yeah. What has been the feedback from them? Dude, it is split down the middle. Some people are like ruthlessly hating me and the others are like super happy for me. But Have I, you ever experienced something like that before? No. <laughs> Dude, what is, I, what is that like? It's the craziest thing to have thousands and thousands of people telling you you're a terrible person every day that's terrible oh Dude. so when and they say don't read the comments i guess they mean it bro like i always was like as as like a kid seeing all these content creators like making videos like oh i'm so sad why is everyone hating on me and i'm like bro get over yourself like come on but i'm like bro it is crazy like because you're putting your story out there like yeah it's there's a level there's a level of vulnerability vulnerability that comes yes. into uh i know how to speak <laughs> uh that comes into play when you're talking about your story like that must have been hard to even hit that post button when you were when you did so like yeah. living in, from living in your car and then now that you're in this spot they're like wait we thought you were in your car yeah what happened and so like that that must be interesting to hear that response yeah so vulner vulnerability yeah vulnerability is the the correct word i don't even know if i said that right but it's the that's the perfect way to put it because dude that's exactly what it was it's like i did not want like imagine if you were in the situation you know like yeah. do you think that you would want 
your friends to know that you're living in your car? Or do you think it would maybe like kind of stress you out to know that they know? I wouldn't want anyone knowing. Exactly. Like it's like anxiety. <laughs> it's a pride thing. It's a pride thing. Exactly. Why 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 should you why should you look vulnerable to somebody? Yeah. Why do you like to your friends? So now here you are posting it to the world practically on TikTok. So mm-hmm. that must have it's really? the same reason why when like your friends say, Hey, want to go eat, but you only have a dollar in your bank account. You're like, Oh, uh, I already ate. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you don't tell them I can't. Yeah. I'm poor. Like I'll you, meet you, you guys know, after. It's the same thing. So in order to get that vulnerability, there we go. And actually like tell people what's going on just to have like the majority of the people give me a bunch of hate and like, tell me I suck. That kind of sucked. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm, I'm making it for myself and what they say, it doesn't really affect me at all. So, yeah. And how did you get to that spot of like feeling comfortable to post that and put it out there? I mean, it, I don't know. I kind of just like figured no one that I know follows me on TikTok, so they would never see it. And then it started blowing up, bro. All of my DMS were from family members like, Oh my God, are you living in your car? And it was, that was the most stressful part about it. I must say. Yeah, because you don't want them to worry about you. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to worry about me. It's like it's my own thing. I just told, I literally told all my family members, like, no, it's just for a video. It's just for a video. Like, because I just lied to them, but I didn't want them to be all stressed out. Yeah. And so now here you are. What's next for you? (sighs) What's next? So many things, man. Like, I I, I posted this in a video. I want to make a million dollars by the end of the year. So that goes with starting a couple businesses, Um, keep grinding on all, social media platforms i need to restart youtube definitely for that to happen but that's that's the next goal for me is like um start consistently streaming on twitch youtube and start my business first business and do you have any like do you have your ideas set of what you're going to be doing yeah yeah so it's going to be a t-shirt business for the first one so i'm getting like a heat press a printer all that stuff and i'm oh you're gonna do it from from here yeah wow so i'm gonna do it all myself um I'm just going to make t-shirts and sell them online. And I can't even like a lot of people are like, Oh, he's just doing this to for clout for his business. But it's like, I'm selling it on eBay. I don't yeah. think you can even find it from TikTok. So just to clear that up. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not for clout. It's for, this is a business idea. This is something I want to do, make a living off of. Yeah. Something I want to do for a long time. So right now is social media kind of like, like TikTok is like something you're doing on the side. Or was that was that something you were doing on the side at first, and now it's blown up? Like, um, I, it's kind of like half and half. Like, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to transition to make it like the thing I do, um, because like because of TikTok, that's the reason that I was able to get this place. Yeah. Um, because you know I I just joined the Creator Fund and like I can start getting paid and all that stuff now. For anyone who doesn't know what the Creator Fund is, it's a fund that TikTok has for I guess content for content creators on the platform mm-hmm. who have a following and have a good view to like ratio, mm-hmm. and they're able to make money from their videos that they're posting. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, I got I joined that and you know now I'm able to start getting paid from that. And how has that been? Are you happy with that? That must be awesome. To- yeah, it's awesome. Like, I'll just tell you how much I made. Like, it's it's not a secret or anything. I tell everybody. Um, but the very first month of me joining it, um, I'm... Did you hear that? Oh, I heard that. The mic picked that up. What was that? I, I don't know. It looked it like, like your Don't curtain- tell him how much you made. No, yeah. <laughs> your curtain moved, it looked like. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. 
Um, oh, well, whatever I was saying. Uh, oh, I made um, $1,600 in the first month. So that's like working like part-time. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. So that's that'd be awesome. Amazing. If I can make anywhere, I already planned it out. If I can make anywhere from $500 to $1,600 a month, and then I continue working my other job, like I'll be able to just use that money that I make from TikTok and put it all towards a business and just grow that business exponentially. So that's amazing. Do you have like, have you gone to college for business? Is that like in your thought? Like, yeah, actually, um, business was my minor. I, w- I went to a community college and played sports there. Okay. Um, what'd you play? Bus- I played water polo and swam. Nice. Yeah. So business was my minor. Uh, music was my major. Cause I was a music business, music major, music business, major. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. To get like a- the music industry. Exactly. But that was a, a lifetime ago. And how old are you now? Like, I'm 23. Okay. So you did college probably right at 18. Mm-hmm. Did 17. Two, did So 17 in college, two years of community. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And you did, you minored in business. And then I dropped out. Would this. you ever want to go back to major in business? And never, never, never. I'll Why never not? go back to school. It's just not for me, bro. Okay. I, I wish I didn't even go to high school. Like it, I stay in school kids, but for me, it was just, dude, I, it was not my thing. I could not. High school's not fun. No, not High school's not the, I, it's, it's all right, but I don't know. I like being out of school. Yeah. My kids will go for a year and then if they want to do homeschool, they can do homeschool. Like I, I do, I despise high school. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. I, to an extent there's, yeah. There's a couple fun things, but like my senior year, dude, I found out I got into college like really early and I was like, bruh, I am not going here anymore. I went once a week to class. Yeah. One time every week. It was bad. Stay Don't be school. like me. I'm a, I'm a bad example. Don't be like me. Yeah. My question to you was, why did you stop going to school for music? Yes. So I dropped out of school because I wanted to, um, well, I dropped out of school because my dad got into this band and he was the lead singer. He played guitar in it and everything. It was his band. They started picking up traction. They got pretty big. So they asked me if I wanted to come on tour with them and play backup guitar and open up their shows. So I sang and opened up all their shows. We played for tens of thousands of people. It was crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. So you all around the all. U.S. Where was your favorite place that you went to? Oh man, um, my favorite place that I went to. Well, in the United States or in the the other countries? Anywhere. Uh, probably New Zealand. That oh, I've heard New Zealand is beautiful, and I've yeah, seen like amazing. pictures and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And so. You opened up for them and you played backup guitar for them. Mm-hmm. And now are you going to continue with music now that you're kind of going back into social media? Yeah, I'd like to at some point, maybe not right now. Okay. But yeah, like we were talking about it earlier. Like I want to do everything. I want to yeah. act. I want to dance. I want to direct. I want to sing. I want to model. Like I want to do it all, bro. That's awesome. Everything. Where does this optimism come from? I have no idea. I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know. It's just there. It's just there, dude. And I you just, seem so like driven and like motivated and you're just like, what's next? What can I, how do I keep going? Yeah. You know what? A lot of people look at it as a weakness. Like I had this girlfriend who told me that my optimism was ignorance. Like, um, like I'm just optimistic about everything. She's saying that it's, it's me just like not realizing what it actually is, you know, like, Oh, I got this awesome new job opportunity. But when in reality, it's like, okay, you just got a crappy job somewhere. Yeah. So, I don't know. I say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, what, what does music look like for you? What, 
do you want to be singing? Do you want to be playing guitar? Yeah, I uh, I definitely enjoy the spotlight. That's who I am yeah. as a person. Like I just like I like being the center of attention because I the main thing out of everything, like the reason I want to be an entertainer so bad is because I like making people smile and forget about their issues that they have going on with their life, even if it's for just a little bit. So if I have the spotlight on me, I feel like I do a pretty good job of doing that. And it's a so, form of escapism almost. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, that's how I look at it with like doing like I used to do theater. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, I see your shirt, theater kid. Yeah. That's how, that's how, that was my escapism was getting up on stage, performing, being mm-hmm. someone else, making other people laugh. Exactly. People into this story of something. So that's amazing. And you said writing and directing is something you also want to do. Yeah. Everything. I did theater too, actually in high school. I was going to ask would, you, did you do any theater? Yeah, I would love, I was in a few plays. And What's I was, your favorite this, show? Uh, that I did. Yeah. We did this one called the scrinch and it was a, it was a collab of, um, Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, and the and Grinch. The Grinch. Oh. And I was, I was the Scrinch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And what's your favorite, I guess, show of all time? Ooh, uh, favorite show of all time. Hmm. I would have to say probably Dear Evan Hansen. I like that. I like that answer. That's a good one. I, I like that answer. <laughs> I like the cast recording. That's probably one of my go-to's. Yes, uh, me too. I jam like out to it in the car still. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what is, what's like one big project that you want to do? One big project that I want to do, um, in the future. Yeah. So one thing that I've always wanted to do, I've been really passionate about it. Every time I go to the beach, I'll, oh, I used to do this. I don't do it much anymore. I should start again. But every time I go to the beach, I would set aside anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, go walk around the beach and pick up trash and then enjoy the beach. So I want to start some kind of nonprofit where a bunch of people get together, go to the beach, clean up for an hour, and then have a big buffet of food there on the beach. And just I think like, that would be the coolest have like thing. lunch on the beach. Yes. That sounds amazing. I love that idea. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I would I would fully pay for everything, like hundreds of people, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, I need to make some capital before we get there, but yeah, I think that'd be cool. That sounds like an amazing goal. Yeah, I, like and I, I have a following now, so I could be like, "Hey, if you guys want to come out, it's free. Just come help me clean up the beach for a bit, and then I'll sign." Even if you tell them on. to like bring their own food, like just hanging out with people exactly. on the beach would be cool. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. a good idea. That's a great idea. A little bonfire. That's yeah, the environment, but a little bonfire. That's how. That's amazing, and I just I I really respect your optimism and your kind of like willingness to just keep going on because a lot of other people would be like, "No, I'm gonna give up." Like. I could just kind of sit in this. What was that point of like, you had that choice. Like you had that choice to completely give up. It sounds like. Um, I think it was my, it kind of happened by chance. My parents got divorced when I was about 15 okay. and I was always super into video games. And I mean, getting, getting through the divorce, the thing that got me through the divorce um, and like the depression, everything that happened was video games. And so, and like watching other people play like Twitch and stuff. And so I realized I'm like, okay, these guys are making money off this. Like if they're doing it, I can do it. And that's another, I want to be a professional gamer too. I want to go to the Olympics, like that whole thing. Um, I, uh, I started trying really hard to like become a professional gamer. And I think that kind of started my drive, like, like a, almost like a little engine, I guess. It was just something that kept you going. Yeah, I think that's what started it. 
Interesting. No, I, I love that. That's amazing. Oh, oh, and also all of um, so my my dad growing up was in uh, a famous band back in the eighties yeah. called the Jets. Okay. Um, and so he would always tell me stories of how he toured the world and like he was like you know super popular. All the girls liked him. I was like, oh, I want to be like that. So I think that kind of helped too. Hearing those stories of yeah, and then also you saw it like you went on tour with your dad. Yeah. So like you lived that for a minute. So you're like, I want that. Like I wanna I wanna do yeah. that again. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Those are good memories. That's amazing. And I'm sure it brought you closer to him and yeah, spending that time with him is awesome. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, thank you again yeah, for coming man, thank on you. here and sharing your story and talking to us. And we will see you guys next time on the art of messing up. Bye.